It's the Hamp and OB Show. And the pitch goes to Patterson. And Patterson up the middle has a first down and crosses midfield. Trubisky gets time and the ball is batted down. Here is Peterson up the middle. Adrian Peterson with a drive deep into Bear territory. First and goal at the one. And Swift scores his first NFL touchdown. Second down and goal. They'll try to throw it for the score. And they get it. Touchdown, Hawkinson. Trubisky to the air again on the fake to and a great catch by Robinson. This is the 11th play of the drive, and the pass caught for the touchdown by Jimmy Graham. The pass, and it's caught for the touchdown. Or he just rolled out and throw it to Javon Lynch for an easy touchdown. And there's the long pass to Miller, and Miller is there, and it's a touchdown. Anthony Miller. They need a touchdown. Field goal won't get it done. 11 seconds to go. Stafford downfield, and his pass is Chicago Bears stage a dramatic fourth quarter turnaround. Camp and OB. You cannot give up 97 yard touchdown. How is it possible that you could be on the And then you miss the tackle, you go in there like a punk, put your head down. What time do you throw to somebody? What time? OB got closer to These guys see football their own way. Dan Hampton. You need discipline. You need some toughness. Shame on you, Chicago Bears. And Ed Obradovich. I am so aggravated. This guy, I'm. I, I, I can't. I, 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 flabbergasted is the word, OB. It's the Hamp and OB Show, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, Chevy. Hamp and OB, 513, good afternoon, with you till 7. Hamp and OB brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado, drive what Hamp drives Chevy. 1-0 is 1-0 is 1-0. 27-23, Bears over the Lions. Had it all the way, Hampo. It was never a doubt. Got to tell you, uh, since you know 2014, we, we have not been able to uh, applaud the uh, beloved Bears and say, wow, we won the opener. And 1-0 is... It, and again, for the next hour and 40 minutes, we'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in this game. And there's a lot of all of it. But you can't minimize how important it is to win the opener. It'll be attitude, you know, record, playoffs, everything. It, it's just, it's just, it, it was a must win. And finally, we found a way to, um, you know, get it done. Well, without this, this season being kind of a crazy year for everybody everywhere uh, in the NFL, uh, I love the Bears' schedule this year. They were 8-8 eight and eight last year, so they got to play some good teams and some not-so-good teams. But how the schedule is set up, gentlemen, and you listeners, the first six games, we our opponents, not a one of them, made the playoffs last year. The Detroit Lions, we won. Thank God we won the game. Now we're our home opener this this Sunday against the Giants. Now, basically... There's three teams that are really poor, of which the Lions and the Giants are awful. They're just awful football teams. We won the first one. We got the Giants here. Then you play the Falcons, Colts, Buccaneers, and Panthers. The first six weeks, folks. So we got a chance by hooker, crook, luck, whatever you want, however you want to call it, a bounce of the ball, flying through the air, whatever. Drop of the ball. Drop of the ball. You know what? We're 1-0, and again, who are we playing? It's God 
awful New York Giant team, and it couldn't be better for the Bears. You want to jump on in here? We'd love to take your calls. 312-981-7200. We're here till 7. Adam Hoag's coming up at 5.30. Right now, though, before we get into the meat of it all, let's get a check of traffic. Here's Mary. First down. And there's the long pass to Miller. And Miller is there. And it's a touchdown. Anthony Miller, who has made two brilliant catches today, does it again. And the Bears take the lead. Yes, they did. Do you know, and Omi, I know you got something to get to here. But I thought this was an interesting stat for you. Hampo. Did you know that there was only four teams that have ever lost being up 17 points like the Detroit Lions were in the in the last 12 years? It never happens. Well, and again, there's a reason why Detroit was up. We were playing pretty, pretty miserably. And I know, OB, you got some stats about the offense, but come on. We got, you got to just say. Trubisky is as erratically good he as he was in the in the fourth quarter with three touchdown passes, which were all just you know I mean yep. dazzling. He was that bad the first three quarters. They were zero for seven on third down. They couldn't get out of the parking lot. Ob. Well, I know if you look at third overall the third down efficiency, two of eleven, and they went first of all zero for seven, and then they wound up with the game two for eleven. They had a total of roughly about. 64, 65 total plays. And they had uh, the one thing I did like, though, in, in attempts, they had like 36 attempts passing and 28 running, which is kind of kind of like balance. But if you come with a balanced attack, more often than not, you're going to win in the National Football League. But some of these stats are astonishing. How is it that you can go 0 for 7 on third down? That's, you're not moving the ball down the field, and when you don't move the ball down the field, you're not scoring. It's Your quarterback can hit the side of Barton with the ball. He was throwing the ball so erratically. But, you know... He missed a couple uh, of zip. Hey, if Detroit's... <laughs> if Detroit... You can hang this on the, you know, the, the coach, the players. There's a reason why the Bears came back. And you know what? It was almost gift-wrapped because when they went for that 55-yard field goal and missed it... Then, if they would have punted the ball, there's no doubt in my mind the Bears would not have been able to come back. But they, they didn't. Punt. They have they, a great field goal kicker. Hey, well, they got a kicker, but he missed it, yep. and we took over and two big chunk plays: one to Miller and one to the hostage, Allen Robinson. And next thing you know, boom, we score, and then it's on. But Detroit, think about this, guys. We're, they held us zero for seven, but by the end of the uh, the second half. The top two corners for the Lions, they weren't on the field. And so there's a reason why all of this came about. And for us to sit, stand back and go, wow, the Bears play, played great. No, the Detroit Lions were complicit in this. And we'll take it any way we can get it. And you saw DeAndre Swift drop a sure game winner with seven seconds left in the game at the goal line. How does that happen? I really wanted to be in the room with you at that point just to see what the reaction was. OB, when DeAndre Swift drops the ball, the Lions were going to win. Were you just sitting their mouth wide open, I'm assuming? Well, yeah. I mean, not at this time, not at this level. That never happens. And I mean never. Never. That never happens. Never. Okay? <laughs> Unless you're jo- Jordan guess, Howard but, but, rookie but, year. But this is the Bears, okay? <laughs> I don't... And, and when you play a miserable team like the Lions, they can't get out of their own way the last decade or so. But I'll tell you, what, what was happening a few downs before that, 
They drop backs, they pass the ball, gets tipped, flies up into the air 15, 20 feet, comes right down into the hands of one of the Bear defenders, and then right after that, their player, the Detroit Lions kid, drops the ball in the end zone. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane. Well, it, it, it's crazy. Well, that's where you – I mean, all of this falls at the feet of Matt Patricia from a Lions standpoint. Here, here Okay. The Lions became the fourth team since 2006. I said 12 years. I'm sorry. I meant 14. To blow a 17-point lead entering the fourth quarter. Teams have been 779 wins and three. 779 and three. It's a winning percentage of 99.6%. It, it was impossible. 99.6 And you're the, you're the exception. Yeah. And then if you go back to last year, by the way. They he should up, be fired. They, they were up 18 in the fourth, if you remember, against Arizona and Kyler Murray, and they ended up in a tie. So I and and whatever. But again, all the all, but, all but, of but, this but, by the hook and crook of luck and OB. You talking about the ball that got batted and caromed up, and, and right. Kyle Fuller got it. That was Jalen Johnson, the he uh, well. the, uh, the the second round pick, starting at right corner, who I. I like a lot, and I and he, you know he had he got beat a little bit, but he, he got in. one of those welcome to the NFLs. Yeah, guy ran right over him. Yeah, but I'm just saying, there's a lot to like about this kid, and he's he's more physical than anybody else we got uh, at cornerback in a long time. Well, here, Danny, Since that, peanut, maybe. the defense that's not our problem, really. Not, yeah, <laughs> I mean year after year, it's not the defense, and our draft last year. Obviously, we didn't have a first round, but after that, second, third, and fourth round, we're all defensive players. Defense is not our problem. Offense is our problem. We need offensive linemen. We need running backs. We need wideouts. We need a ton of people, and most of all, we need a quarterback. And what does Pace do? The first three choices he goes after, he goes after defensive guys. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. It's been a long time it's very, very difficult. Once in a bazillion years could you win a world championship with a great defense, okay? With a defense that we've got, we can win a Super Bowl. That has not been our problem. Our problem is offense, running, passing, and the position of quarterbacking. It's not a mystery. You know, it's right in front of you. For three quarters, you had a quarterback... Sometimes he wasn't even in the same area code for three quarters. You're not going to win a game every game coming back like we did against Detroit. It's not going to happen. You got to run it down their throat. You got to pass it down their throat and make things happen and convert on third down, move the ball down the field. It's not a difficult thing to do. And the amazing thing, Dan and Mark, is I listened to Nagy this past week. What an astounding thing he said. He said, you have to score touchdowns in the NFL to win. I, I was he wondering said, if you yeah, let me yeah. say that. Let me let, let me say. And he said it again. You have to score touchdowns. Well, what the hell have you been thinking about the past four years, Nagy? When you're down on a four yard line and not one time against the Packers, do you try to get the ball into the end zone and you settle for a field goal? How many times are you in the red zone when you run two foot out pass whatever and hope that you kick a field goal? And now you're saying you got to score touchdowns to win in the National Football League. Really? 
Well, on the positive side of the ledger, there were some good things. And and the, the reemergence of a, of a commitment to the run game. But here, the hidden hand of how it actually happened, OB, you know, so much of the time last year, we were never in a conventional offense. We were in that gun. And the run out of the gun with this team, with this line, with that offensive line coach, Harry Highstand, a year ago, was was nowhere. Now, Obviously, we we we've got a new offensive line coach, um, uh, Juan, Castillo. Juan Castillo, and he is doing some different techniques with the offensive line, and I think it will pay off, and it paid off in this game. But more importantly, Dan, you got to we remember who we're but, 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 but wait a minute, Ob. The from we went from conventional offense, eighteen out of thirty-two first half plays. I don't think we went from conventional offense 18 plays all year last year. But what that does is give you more pop in the running game. But more importantly, it sets you up for play action. And play action is the should be what this kid builds his career on. Well, and he was he took snaps from center last night, under center, and not in the gun 30, 32 times out of the 65 snaps, which was way. But 18 of 32 on the front right. on the first half, which yeah. guys again. These are trends you got to set up and you got to stick to them. All right, we're going to get uh, news in here in two minutes, and then Adam Hogue will join us as we uh, break down how the Bears offense has, I guess, had a metamorphosis here. It's, it's a little bit different, and we'll see how that one plays out. We'll see what Adam thinks. That's next on 720 WGN. Field goal won't get it done. 11 seconds to go. Stafford downfield, and his pass is dropped by Swift. He was in the end zone. And he stayed in the end zone for a long time with his face down. A moment to remember or forget for DeAndre Swift. Hampton OB. He was the only one glad there was not 80,000 fans in the stands because <laughs> he probably would not be able to get out of there. There's a theory going around. Let's bring in Adam Hogue, our Bears reporter, NBC Sports Chicago, WGN Radio, joining us now. Hello, Adam. How are you? Anytime you mention a theory, I'm always intrigued. Well... It's been. I'm just reporting the theory, so this is not as intriguing as my normally brilliant theories. But it's been making the way around that uh, it's going to be much tougher to sack the quarterback this year because there's no fans in the stands and there's you won't have the chaos that you normally have in an NFL game. You look at Aaron Rodgers getting sacked one time playing up in Minnesota. That was not the case last year. I don't know if this is better for Mitchell Trubisky, but I would think it would be. Does it, I mean, are you on board with the uh, no fans, less sacks theory? Well, I, I, I feel like those two guys uh, that are with you could probably answer that better uh, since they lived it. But, you know, having been in a lot of these stadiums over the years, I, I, I definitely think that there's something to be said for a home field advantage and putting pressure on a quarterback um in in big moments and quite frankly that's not something that mitch had to deal with sunday in that fourth quarter i mean you're on the road you're in situations where the crowd would have been on its feet the entire time been really loud now they can obviously pipe in that crowd noise but they can't pipe it in over i believe it's 75 decibels yeah something like that but it's not as nearly as loud as it would be in a dome uh, if it was a real game, real fourth quarter type situation, so maybe there's something to that. I, I can I can certainly listen to that argument. Well, Adam, more importantly, do you have a theory on the resurgence of 
Mitchell Trubisky getting a little more accurate in the fourth quarter and uh, desperation uh, portion of the game when we had to come back from being down over three touchdowns. And we just did a stat that the chances of coming back from a you know a three touchdown deficit in the fourth quarter uh teams normally win at a 99.6% rate 99.6% rate of completion if you've got a three touchdown win in the fourth quarter can you can you explain this <laughs> well i mean yes i can a, a little I mean, there's a few things that happen i mean for one, I, it was with you guys last week, I believe I brought up Mitch Trubisky's first ever game in the preseason in 2017 when he just went out there and he looked like he was playing backyard football and everything just seemed more comfortable for him. Less pressure, just go out there and play. And I think that's why throughout his career, we've seen him be successful in those types of situations where you kind of got a defense back on their heels and you, you know you're in shotgun, you know you're throwing the ball, and just sort of kind of go out there and do it. Mitch has done that throughout his career. For all his faults, he has been pretty good in clutch moments. Um, but I think also it, it would be you have to bring up the matchups. Not only uh, does Matt Patricia have this knack for wanting to play man defense and insisting on doing it against Mr. Trubisky, I think his hand was forced a little bit by the fact that he had his top two corners, really top three corners out. Uh, by the time we, that game got in the fourth quarter, and you kind of have to play man in that situation to not put too much on those uh, replacement players that really haven't played a whole lot and having to switch coverages and things like that when you're playing zone. So it, give Mitch credit. They took advantage of those matchups, and all of a sudden he gets confident. When he gets confident, he's more accurate. When he doesn't have pressure in his face, he's more accurate. These are all things we've talked about. It all sort of came together. Did I think they'd come back from 17? No. But they did it, and somehow they're one and zero. You take it, and you don't apologize. What do you see? Oh, here, let's let's actually hit the injury news from the today. Akeem Hicks has been limited. Same thing with Robert Quinn. What do we know about Hicks specific? Uh, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm saying. What do, what, what do we know well, about uh, and Hicks as well? You know, I'm just telling you. I watched. I watched. You know, Ob has. Uh, you know, he's always kind of singled out uh, uh, Hicks as. Uh, being the man vitally important well last week he was laid off the ball standing straight up and virtually did nothing so is he nicked up or is he just really bad out of practice and i was saying Hicks. i was meaning khalil mack i, I, I did but it's everything hicks is hicks well and hit. robert quinn we need to know where the I mean, hell he is that's, that's three guys so what do we got adam yeah well first of all it's not good that these three key players that really determine your success both well especially from a pass rush standpoint but against the run, too. I mean, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks are really good. Uh, it's not good to have, be this early in the season and have these guys all banked up already. Um, Hamp, I'm glad you saw that with Hicks because I was concerned early on in the game. Not only did I, I not, I didn't feel like he looked right, I also was wondering why he wasn't on the field. Early in the game, they were, they were rotating him out. There was at least one key second, third down sequence where he was on the bench. Um, and then I think, as it turned out, he ended up leading the the defensive line in snaps played. 
So I think they were just kind of making sure he was rested for the second half. But it brings up a good question. Like, why do they feel like they have to do that already? Maybe some of that's football shape. He did miss a lot of training camp because of a quad injury. Uh, is he still banged up from that quad injury? Possibly. I honestly still worry about that elbow that he dealt with last year because he never had surgery to, to fix anything. Is that still going to be a lingering type thing? No, I'm honestly I, not sure. I'm watching that very closely, though. Well, but, but you know, the, the elbow, that's all, you know, what would you say, collateral uh, issues. I'm yeah. talking about getting down with your your back parallel to the line, of, you know, to the to the football field and coming off with force. He wasn't doing anything close to it. Adam, hang on one second. We're going to get a check of traffic. We'll come back to Adam Hogue. It's Hampton OB on seven twenty WGN. Mary, what's going on in traffic? They're still going to get better. There's a lot of room for improvement. You can see on the back end of some of this these runs. There, there's some cup blocking that's going on. And I think we'll only get better at that as the year goes on. We couldn't cut our own guys in training camp. So each game, that's something for y'all to look at and just kind of see if you get a feel for it. But so far, that week one was pretty good. We just got to keep it going. It's head coach Matt Nagy talking about the Bears offensive line, which did indeed look better. Hamp and OB. My name is Mark Carmen with you till 7. Adam Hogue with us right now. Well, hang for on, a couple be- of miracle plays that happened in that game. You know, if those two plays don't happen, the tip ball flying in the air and the lion dropping the ball in the end zone, we're not having this conversation. We're talking like the Bears, you know, played a magnificent game. Trubisky won. That's not the case. That is not the case. The Detroit Lions, and we're playing at home, our home opener against the Giants, folks. Those two teams combined together last season won a total of seven games. And the other four opponents after the Giants here, not a one of them was in the playoffs. So it's the luck of the draw, luck of the schedule. And if the Bears are smart about it and and they game plan, which I don't know if Nagy can do offensively, we could have a pretty good start to this season. We truly could. Well, even well, all the stuff that happened in in Detroit again, balls flying in the air, drop passes. I mean, come on, guys. But the the mastermind just came forward this week with the newly found success uh, uh, recipe of touchdowns matter. Can you remember that guy making that statement? Okay, I'm just saying three years in. Hey. Okay, I'm glad it was not four years in. <laughs> Ob, I thought you were going to be happy when he, when Matt Nagy came out and said that I've been talking quote but, I've been t- I talk about it to these guys all the time. This is what he said. We've got to score touchdowns. That's what we have to get better well, at. You what, You've been saying that he for must years be too. Using smoke signals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> standing uh, on top of a mountain uh, yeah. with uh, a blanket. The the, the first half. The mastermind. You know, Mark. Don't get that. Don't, don't get I, cute I, here. I, I'm not trying to you, get cute. I don't. I just don't think they're very good. I don't put it on Nagy as much as you do. That's okay. All. But how about this? The first half, we had three trips into the red zone. Red zone three. Nagy zero. We had zero touchdowns. We got one field goal. One field goal out of it. How about that? Right. What about the touchdowns matter? Okay. Back to the running game. There's a couple of things, real quick. Cody Whitehair, to me, looks much better and more comfortable now that he will be at 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 center. And the the combination of the three backs, Montgomery and then uh, Cordell Patterson and uh, uh, Tariq Cohen, it was a nice changeup. And you know what? I can live with it. Adam, I know you got to go do TV at, at NBC just real fast. What did you think about the way they rotated in running backs? It really didn't let anybody get a rhythm, but I guess they were successful. 
Yeah, I think that's the way it's going to be. I, you know, I I like David Montgomery, but I, I also try to remind myself that he's not Saquon Barkley. He's, he's not a guy that went second overall in the draft. He was a third-round pick. So I think he should get the bulk of the carries. But I think this is how it's going to be. Um, more importantly, I liked how the offensive line played. Hamp just mentioned white hair. He looks pretty comfortable at center. Uh, James Daniels, to me, looks bigger, stronger, and this is really a, a big year for him to prove that he's taken a big step forward. And I liked what I saw from him in the first game. And um, I, I thought that those were those were good signs because if the Bears can establish the run, then hopefully, and this is the key, I think, on Sunday against the Giants, the quarterback just needs to execute better earlier in the game. He has to be more consistent. This is a team in the Giants that they should have an early lead on and control the game the entire time. The Giants aren't horrendous, but they're not great. The Bears should be better. I think we'll learn more about the Bears because OB's exactly right. Uh, They didn't play that well on Sunday. They did not deserve to win that game against the Lions, but they did. Now you try to correct your mistakes. You should beat the Giants. You should be 2-0. If they don't do that, well, then I think a lot of uh, people's concerns out there are going to be realized. Adam, we'll talk to you on Sunday, all right? All right, bye, guys. See you then. Well, the good thing, if, if, if they could pull off a victory here at home, our home opener, we're 2-0. I don't know when the last time we went 2-0, uh, but it, that, that would give everybody a pretty good feeling, and even the fans, and, and the whole 360, okay? And then again, what again, I keep going back to the schedule. My God, it's a great schedule for the Bears to get their act together, and by the time they start playing the big boys, maybe they might have something going. Who knows? So... Here, let, let's. Well, there's going to be some. Uh, the schedule's going to get a whole lot tougher. But let's just talk about this as far as the defense goes here, team. Because they did give up 23 points to Detroit, all right? And you're talking about, as you guys are saying, Quinn, Mack, Hicks. Missing in action. So Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan. Yeah. Like, like and and Eddie Jackson has not looked like the guy we saw two years ago. Hey, you know, we're, what we're forgetting here with Detroit. They had their starting right offensive tackle, didn't even suit up. And who's who's their number one receiver? Galladay? Yeah, the kid from Northern Illinois, Galladay. He's their number one receiver. He was a guy we couldn't stop last year. He He had like 10 catches. He didn't play for Detroit, and neither did their starting right tackle. Two backups were playing for Detroit. Yep. and You notice how OB says backup with disdain. Two backups. <laughs> like, if you let this backup block you, you you should give your check back. And, you know, we're on the way over here, and, well, and, and he was pointing well, it out. Hey, here's a, here's a, a, a you know, essentially a, 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 you know, a backup nobody that really held his own against Khalil Mack. And you know and I know that Khalil Mack two years ago... So what's the matter with saying backup? Yeah, would have ripped his head off. (laughs) Well, maybe Khalil Mack needs to get his game back up because he's he's obviously, uh, I don't want to say stealing money, but my goodness, when you're paid as the highest paid defensive end uh, edge rusher in in the game and you have nothing to show for it against the backup, you you better be... (laughs) Thinking about getting better. I mean, they, it was 426 yards of Detroit Lions offense, and as you guys mentioned, without the top target, Kenny Galladay. So, there, there again. That's you can't miss people like that, especially the and, right tackle. And and you got your number one receiver, and they're not even in uniform. 
And miracles have to happen for us to win the game? Stafford, by the way, was also crushing the Bears when they were blitzing. He was 6 for 7 for 79 yards. Even when they tried to get to him all out, it wasn't happening. They were picking him apart, which does not bode well for the Bears going forward. And it's hard to believe Matt Stafford, well, he didn't play in the second game last year, but he's 0 for 5 under the new coach against the Bears. It Go figure. It is pretty amazing. All right, news. This game was good, bad, and the ugly. We'll take it. One it was. 1 0, 1 0, 1 0. News next, 720 WGN. This is the 11th play of the drive, and the pass caught for the touchdown by Jimmy Graham. And the Bears finally get it done. It's like pulling teeth in the dentist chair, the way the Bears are trying to get their offense going. That was Dick Stockton's best line of the day. Like pulling teeth in the dentist chair to get the Bears offense going. I mean, Dick's definitely lost something off the fastball, but that was right down the middle there. Yep, now, yep, yep, yep. And we just were talking about the fact the offense came equipped with uh, brand new shiny objects in the form of three new tight ends. One being uh, the second round pick for the 2020 draft, which Cole Komet never he- really got much. He got a ball thrown behind him, but... Jimmy Graham, um, they were targeted nine times, only came up with three catches. I thought One they, for a I touchdown. I thought they'd be a lot more. I yeah. really did. I thought with the size of those kids, uh, you know, one guy's been around for quite a while, another kid is a new kid coming in full of everything, you know, ready to go. And I thought they would be used a lot more in different patterns, splitting the zones, running fly patterns, basically, so to speak, and crossing ends, and I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Cole Komet, every word we heard during training camp was that this guy understood the offense, he's super talented, he's going to have a huge impact. One target that was 17 miles off off target? Right, right, right. And, and again, see, th- th- therein lies the problem. See, so many, well, and I hate to bring up Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Go ahead, it's okay. Uh, uh, other reasons. No. How can you not? But a traditional quarterback of, of a certain level of competence, he would be able to facilitate getting the ball to a young kid like Komet and, and not, not, you know, make it look like it's such a, con, you know, contrivance. But here in Chicago, and we have talked about this ad nauseum, for our offense to be effective, we need, we need desperately not it would be nice we need for the running game to click to work and the hidden hand of what set up Trubisky for his late game heroics was the fact we were pretty darn good early in the game kind of running the ball and play action and all those you know meat and potatoes things that kind of you know you got to have speaking of meat and potatoes and chicken and everything and Obi's getting a phone call that's okay Obi. Maybe they want to get on the air with us. Uh, we all want to go to Bartolini's. We got a fifty dollars gift card to Bartolini's restaurant and catering, Have which a- is almost like carrying gold. I mean, how was the food yeah. today, Ob? Delicious. That place, it's wonderful. You know, and, they have wonderful food. They have a great Italian food, but the fried chicken is to die no, for. You just you can't find that kind of of juicy fried mm, chicken. So flavorful, family owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland, plus world famous meatballs. Located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian, open seven days a week for dine in, patio sitting, and to go orders. Details at Bartolini's.com. If you haven't had Bartolini's, you have a chance right now. I'll give you a fifty dollar gift card. Call number eight. 
Eighth caller gets fifty bucks to Bartolini's. All right. So speaking of tar, well, here let's let's take the run game real fast here. David Montgomery got it thirteen times. Tariq Cohn got it seven times. Cordero Patterson got it four times. Trubisky ran it three times, and uh, Allen Robinson got credit for a, a one-yard loss on a run as well. By, po- the way, by the way, fourth and down on the goal line, and you're giving it to your your wide receiver right. on an inside uh, 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 shovel pass. Come on, Nagy. Come on. It was a very creative Matt Nagy no. moment. But so, Stop it. So, but my question is this. Does, can this work in, I guess, the Bears today NFL? Handoff. Here's a handoff to Montgomery. He goes out of the games. Here's a handoff to Tariq. Now you take it. Hey, now let's bring in Corderell. Now let's, now let's go back to Montgomery. Now let's give it to Tariq. Like, wh- why not let a guy get a little bit of rhythm going on here? If he just ran for eight yards and looked great, why does he have to come off the field? I don't know how much you ever, I don't know if you mentioned it, OB, but Walter was a different kind of runner than what Gail Sayers was. Gail was, you know, the, the the magician, but Walter was the hammer. And Walter, Walter liked to think, I will be stronger than you in the fourth quarter after I pound on you all day. Whereas most kids today, I guess running backs, they're thinking, well, this isn't a bad deal. It'll prolong my career. I don't have to take the beating. And there's more of it to spread around. What was your, what was the, the schedule of Gail Sayers? Would he get it 26, 28 times a game? Oh, Dan, I, listen. Gail could catch the ball coming out of the backfield, and and he his. But his, I mean, he wasn't a guy that you you said we're going to hammer people with him. He's no, not that, that kind of no, guy. No, that wouldn't be. No, that's not that's that wasn't his forte. He was elusive. He had. I mean, he was a a rocket ship. He was gone, and he could make all these phenomenal moves. And 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 lucky guys could even touch him. I mean, Very, well, he was unbelievable. Walter led the league in carries in 76, 77, 78, and 79, which is when it became Peyton left, Peyton right, Peyton up the middle punt. 311, 339, 333, 369. Sayers is He had a pretty good offensive line in front of him. Sayers led the league in rushing the football as far as the amount of times in 1969. 236 rushes, which was tops in the NFL for 1,032 yards. That's after he was hurt, right? When did when did he when was the injury? Sixty seven. Okay, isn't that right? I don't know. I can't remember. I, okay, but I'm pretty certain that 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 he just wasn't the same at that point, but was still grinding it, and it just became more of a grinder. But he was 229 carries in 66 for 1,231 yards, which was tops in the NFL. Top- he got a bunch. Yeah, a lot more than I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. As you you know the. the when you hear about the description of the way he would affect a game, obviously, Walter was like Earl Campbell. You know, 30, 30 carries, a lot of dust, and next thing you know, uh, you know, they score two touchdowns and you lose. And, but Gale was a guy that could touch it and go the distance every, he every was, chance. He was phenomenal. Fast as he went sideways, as fast as he went forward. It, what an unbelievable. A football player that kid was. Boy. Well, I'm just telling you. One this, in a million. Well, this kid, we're going to see Sunday, uh, Saquon Barkley is special too, but unfortunately that Steelers never let it show. We'll talk about the Giants coming on back here first, 615. Let's get a check of traffic. Here's Mary. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, I didn't know where to come from, you know, again, but at the same time, you know, uh, to your next question, you know, um, those guys in those locker room, in that in that locker room is what makes, you know, playing uh, special. You know, again, um, I love my teammates. You know, I have nothing but a ton of respect for those guys. You know, and even 
for me, you know, um, it's unfortunate that, you know, I hopefully, you know, you guys don't ask them many questions about this, you know, because this is not their, their concern. So that is Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson, who deleted Bears references on his Twitter and his Instagram accounts this week as he continues to negotiate with the team on a long-term contract with the Bears have not given him. I don't know. Am, am I missing you something? You mean him or his agent? He, well, his agent's negotiating with the Bears. And well, he needs to just zip it. Come on. Look, he's, he's the best receiver we've had here and. I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, Brandon Marshall was a, you know, different cat, but I mean, this look, but here's the deal. If a team has a history of jerking people around, that's one thing. But look what they've done with Charles Leno. 10 million dollars a year for that. That guy takes a beating on a weekly basis. Massey, the right tackle, he's making nine million a year. Think about all these guys. They they extended Hicks. They've uh, extended Eddie Jackson. They they look. Khalil this Mack. isn't this isn't the uh, the Doug Plank era where you had to get in a fist fight with Jim Finks to get a you know get a quarter out of him. This team has been throwing money at people. Look at Jay Cutler, hundred million dollars for that. $100 million, folks. So, well, what, Dan, look at uh, Nick, well, Foles. Nick Foles, he comes in there this year 20. for a one year contract, $21 million and guaranteed. 24. But, 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 no, no biggie. But, but, see, $21 million. He, But here's the deal. You know, Robinson wants to be respected, but you can't act like a jerk and be respected. You know, I know, the players know, and he knows what he's doing is not right. He needs to shut up, zip it. Let your shoulder pads do the, you know, the talking. And you know what? Magically, about week 10, boom, George McKeskey comes with the big bag full of money. You know, I hate to see this. And, you know, no offense, but Nagy and Pace aren't the strong leaders that can basically, you know, squelch us. So now it's going to fester. So here we go. You know, here we get a win, something good, something positive, and all of a sudden here you get this uh, backbiting from uh, one of the players that doesn't need to do it. They need him though, and I'm not exactly sure what the holdup is here. Because yes, you're you're right, Hamp. They've they've doled out a bunch of dough. This is by far their best guy as far as catching the football. I mean, it's not even close. Why? What, what, you know, Buddy Ryan used to after a game, I would have two sacks. They would have two sacks. Mongo would have three knockdowns. Anyway, he would only talk about one of us. And then I went up to him and said, "Wait, wait, what about me? What about?" He goes, "Hey, it's like back in the depression. Not everybody can get a new pair of shoes every week. So this week." It's dent. Next week, it can be you. Okay, well, guess what? Not everybody's going to get the bank opened up. You know, the vault's not going to open every week for everybody. Well, he needs to wait, wait in line and, and you know. But what, what? here's the thing. Okay, the subliminal message here is you don't really care about the team like you say you do. You're worried about yourself because all you got to do is look around. Everybody else has been taken care of. Right, OB? Yeah, well, it sh- it shouldn't come down to that. You know, and I, I'm a firm, accentuate the positive. Think you can and you will. No, the guy, is he a good receiver? Yeah, you damn right he is. He's a very good receiver. Well, let's get him involved in more schemes. Attacking over the middle, sideline, deep. Let's get him in more pass patterns and more plays. And let his actions do the talking, not his mouth. He's got an agent for that. But then again... 
with this team, I don't know. Are we going to run? Are we going to pass? What are we going to do from week to week? There's the, the, the rules. Give it to you. They tell you what to do. It's a passing league. All you have to do, folks, just sit there and watch the highlights of every other team in the league and see where the ball's going. It's flying downfield. We got a kid that can make those plays. Utilize them. Utilize them. I would make the argument, though, OB, with the Bears' skill set at quarterback, it makes a whole lot of sense for them to play different than the NFL. To allow Mitch to, quote-unquote, go downfield all day long to Allen or whoever, it's a formula for... When have we tried going downfield all day long well, with then, right, Okay, fine. Name a, name a game or a year S- since he's been there. Fair, fair enough. It, sw- okay, sw- all right. Swing passes, whatever. Bubble screens. Just to have him even do that... To, Two foot outs. It gives... Right. But if you if they actually run the ball and create some play action and have at least some level of deception into what they're doing, it'll help him. He needs every break that or every advantage I should say that he can possibly have to be successful. And I think that's one way you can take some pressure off him. He, you watch Kansas City, watch their offense. Yeah, but they utilize sure. every receiver, the slot back, the tight especially the tight end, the wideouts, the backs coming out of the backfield. They utilize everybody in their passing game. Who do we utilize? We're next to nothing. Right. But if you watch KC, at least in the opener this year, and that's going to change, by the way, going down, all, a lot of the, the – basically their whole game was within, the, was within 10 yards. Mahomes did not go down the field. He spread it around, boom, boom, boom. But it was high percentage they players. Ran the ball sure, I don't know if that's smart coaching. Yeah. Take what they give you. But, you know, here, here's a different and distinction in what the Bears do with their running game. Most running games – Create an opportunity for the for the pass, for whether it's play action or you know sucking the safeties up and making you know the lanes bigger. Blah. We run the ball to hide our quarterback. Make no right, mistake. Right. But here's one other thing. Back to Robinson. Okay. Finally, the Bears have this this Darnell Mooney, and he got the ball what once or twice the other day. A couple I, of times. I'm just telling you folks something. I'm very excited about him. You know what he is. He's, he's a barn burner. He's a burner, and you know what? He's an inexpensive burner, much like Johnny Knox. And you need guys like that to take the top off the defense, meaning keep the safeties way the hell off the line of scrimmage. So now the running game will be better. The tight ends will be better. Everything, the, the, the quick slants, all that stuff. Mooney is going to pay dividends. And Anthony Miller, you know, he had a bad year last year. He had a bad attitude. He didn't contribute the way he should have. But I'm telling you, he, he he made a number of great catches in Detroit that tells me I think he's got his mind made up to well, be special you, this year. Mooney, that kid started for four years at Tulane. Four years, four straight years he was a starter. And he this guy is one of the fastest guys in the league right now. What is he, like a four three five or four three two or something like that in the forty? My God, <laughs> get that kid, get him deep, open this thing up, Bears. Open it up, yeah, and then be... come underneath with the, the rest of our receivers. But See, use that kid, use him deep on all the different patterns. Four three eighths is 40 time, and but see, fifth, it, it, fifth round pick, which but, is where pace is good, by the but way. But see, guys like that only enhance Allen Robinson, okay? Exactly. Exactly. So he needs to shut up. Go out there and catch you 80 balls, and the money comes. To give That's the way it works. A-Rob got well, let's a lo- not use it, him in, in a 12-yard hook pattern or a 6-yard hook pattern. Get Mooney flying down the field. 
A-Rob also got a lot of uh, props for bringing the Bears together in the offseason, leading workouts and whatnot. He's very well liked by his teammates. Uh, at some point, I think this will get done. The Bears like him. Okay, so why are you popping off after the first game? You I, see what I'm saying? I, he just, I think he got... Uh, I think he just got. A, he took it a little too personal. Is what it seems like. To Checkbook me. envy. Is that what it is? Sure. There you go. There. All right. Hey, but see, we all have it. Yeah. Well, therein is the problem. I know. I. Do. It's all about him. Well, I heard the Sean. He's Watson. telling you. It's all about him, and he, he half a billion. It'll be Sean Watson from the Houston Texans. Their quarterback. They extended his contract, a hundred and sixty million dollar extension for five years. Woo. And Mahomes got half a billion. All right, news and yeah, one. Yeah, got half a billion. Half, half a bill. Our players all realize the history that we have here in regards to uh, uh, taking care of guys. You know, and I think we it was a really, really good talk that Alan and I had. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, when you have situations like this, it's only fair that both be able to talk. Matt Nagy kind of trying to... Kyle Allen Robinson down. Defuse the situation. We take care of our guys. You are going to get taken care of. I, from his standpoint, though, Hamp, I mean, he's just dealt with the knee injury. He's missed 15 games. He's probably, you know, he plays a physical style. Maybe he's just worried. He's a good player. Hey, and, and he's doing his job. He, he's making a lot of money right now, and he's going to make more. So zip it and rip it. All right. By the way, speaking of a receiver that earns his cash. We got somebody coming on. With yeah, us. yeah. Kaz will be here in a second. Uh, we're trying to make contact with our guy Glenn Kozlowski. While we're yes, go ahead. I, I just want to be, uh, uh, you know, totally uh, uh, forthcoming with my unfortunate prediction today at uh, Pro Football Weekly. I was uh, kind of delusional, and I took some crazy picks. One. I think the Jets beat San Francisco this weekend. That's interesting. And, well, you know, Kittle's out, and that offense looked just moribund. And the defense isn't that good. I'm just telling you, this league, it's you can live on the, on the difference between a good team and a bad team on any given Sunday. But I got a bad feeling about the Giants coming in. And Saquon Barkley is a special player, and he was held on 15 carries to how many yards? Six. Six, car- six yards on 15 carries by the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I know, the rest of the week. This week, in preparation, they're going to find a way to get this guy going. It was his second lowest total running the football in a game ever. He's had one other, he had another game where he rushed for one yard on 13 carries. But uh, Saquon's also had some enormous performances. So uh, He was great two years ago when we went in, and he was yeah. a rookie. Yeah. He, was, he was the best player on the field. By the way, did you watch Daniel Jones throw the ball early in that game? Until he bad. fell behind, and he started getting hit a lot? I mean, the kid can throw it. He reminds me, you know, maybe a little better than Eli was. So, wow, that's a big statement right yeah, there. Yeah, Eli won two Super Bowls. Hey, thanks to our friends, by the way, at Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, offering the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. The meatballs featured on the Travel Channel, Food Network, even German television. Bartolini, 708-396-2333. As we, yes. And these meatballs travel all the way down town uh, from... 144th in Pulaski, and they are fantastic at any time, anywhere. Seven days a week, dine-in, patio seating, two-go orders. Loved by Glenn Kozlowski, who joins us right now. Kaz, how are you? Welcome. 
outstanding guys, and Bartolini's travels to me, too. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Cos, hey, were you so happy to see DeAndre Swift drop that ball on Sunday in the end zone? Um, yeah, that's why the Bears won. Let's just call it what it is. Um, you know, uh, you, you want to take victories. As a, as a high school football coach, I'd take a win any way I can. But I'd be more realistic after the game and not talk crazy, right, about how good we are and everything else. So, well, they had um, the club dub you know, going won. again. They won. They uh, won, right? So, Kazi, I got a trivia th- question for you. I was I was giving this to Hamp earlier, and uh, he didn't get it. No, 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 no. I don't want to you know call you out here, Hampo. But the three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter—that's only been done three times, other than what Mitchell Trubisky did on Sunday. Jay Cutler did it in a win over the Niners in 2014. Eric Kramer had three fourth down. Uh, fourth quarter touchdown passes and a loss to Philly in 94. Can you name the other time a Bears quarterback, this one came off the bench to throw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter? Yeah, Jim McMahon. No, no, you played in this game. You were, I don't know then. Who? 1989. <laughs> 19, 1989 against Tampa Bay. Jim Harbaugh started. Harbaugh! There we go. The dog. No, Jim. Then, uh, was it Tom Zach or Tom, uh, Tom Willis? Mike Tomzak off the bench for three touchdown passes. You guys took a 31-29 lead, but Hampo was injured at the time, and he gave up a field goal and lost 32-31. That's how rich. did you get one of those touchdowns? That was, what's that? Did you catch one of those touchdowns in that game down in uh, Tampa? I, no, I don't believe I did, but I did catch a long pass, and then, of course, everybody tackled me because it's a pass. Yeah, a big pass along the bottom that day. Yeah, Kaz would always be good for a long pass where he'd get mugged by about 5 DB. Because <laughs> he wouldn't go down. Kaz, we're going to put you on hold for a second. Your phone's a little out of, out of, out of sorts, but, and we'll get a check of traffic. 644, one segment to go. Hampton will be till 7. Mary, what's going on? Bringing Kaz back in here. Danny Trevathan actually led the Bears in tackles with 7, which is kind of, I guess, deceiving. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson had seven, Roquan Smith with seven, Jackson Johnson both with six. Hamp, you got a coaching question for Kaz, but I, I just, Kaz, what did you think of the Bears' defense? Well, they they looked good at times, and then other times they looked horrible. And in that last, uh, you know, 54 seconds, Detroit went the length of the field, so there's no excuse for it. Yeah. You can't let that happen. And they looked tired, didn't they, Dan? I mean, they weren't even getting a, a pressure. On Stafford at the end there. So, and we talked about the fact, obviously, Robert Quinn, the the, the seventy million dollar five year contract for this defensive end. Uh, you know, we expected a lot. Now it's an ankle. They say we don't know. There's other rumors. Blah blah blah. Why he's not being a participant? But Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks ought to be good enough to collapse the pocket of the Detroit Lions. And yet, Khalil Mack playing against a backup offensive tackle. Was really virtually a no show. Hicks had a sack on a rollout where Stafford uh, basically, uh, you know, bought the farm and just took a took a sack. But Cos, I got a question for you. Now you coached a long time. You've been, you know, you were coached by Andy uh, Andy Reid and and all kinds yeah, of a lot of good coaches. A lot right, of good right, coaches. Right. Now we have a, a new 
coaching system here with John DeFilippo as the quarterback coach and then Bill Lazor as the offensive coordinator. A lot of times, you know, you, you hear about like a, a car wreck and you hear about how bad it is and you don't realize it until you get there and you actually see it. What do you think they think now after watching Trubisky <laughs> in the first half? You know, seeing it on film and hearing about it is one thing. Now they see it. <laughs> oh, and six, right? Or oh, and seven on third down. That's a car wreck. And luckily, the Lions, I don't know why, they decided to jump into man-to-man in the fourth quarter, and he took over. Now, he did have a short field. With a herd of backup quarterbacks. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's look, I'm happy for the Bears being 1-0, but uh, the Giants are going to be as bad as they are. It's going to be a tough test, but Ed said it best in the first six games. They have a good chance of being 5-1 or 4-2, honestly. I mean, they, they just do because... The teams are playing aren't very good. They're, so they really do. We'll and, and I tell you what, and you take this coaching staff and ownership management, everybody, boy, they better be thinking that way. Because I tell you what, again, it's only 16 games, and you better be ready for it. And when you get a, a schedule, the way this schedule is set up for them, you better take advantage of it. No excuses. Cause let's look at this uh, Lions team here. I mean, Lions team. This this Giants team. <laughs> Easily to confuse the two. It, it, it is. That bad. Yeah, the th- they're both bad. The, the, th- <laughs> the three-win Lions last year, the four-win Giants. But uh, I think, as we were talking about earlier, Saquon is obviously a, a game-changer talent-wise between the two teams. Although I, I've always liked Matthew Stafford. If he actually played with some competent players, I think he'd be his whole career would be looked at differently. Giants are the worst team in the NFL, 12-36 and 36 over the last three years. Uh, they have added a middle linebacker in Blake Martinez, who had a big uh, week game in Week 1. They also have a cornerback in James Radbury, who had a decent Week 1. And they've got Daniel Jones, who's getting better, uh, although uh, you know not exactly. I wouldn't call him prime, although Hamp just gave him, paid him a really nice compliment. You like him. So, I don't know. what, what do you, what, I like him, too, honestly. I, I like Daniel. He's a young kid. He, he, yeah, look, he's going to be a good player, but he, he is young. Um. You know the thing this that we is talk about type of team that can beat you hey, because let me t- you're hey. thinking, oh, we got through this, we're at home, everything's going to work out, and the Giants will sneak up and punch you right in the nose. Talking so, about quarterbacks, like quarterback. guys. Talking about quarterbacks. I know. How about I know, who people thought Aaron Rodgers was slightly over the hill? How about Green Bay going up into Minnesota at Minnesota's home opener and him lighting it up for four quarters? Unbelievable job, well, Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's a Hall of Famer, Ed. And, you know, oh the, my the God. tougher part was Thursday night watching those two quarterbacks go at each other. And, yes, Mahomes and Kansas City, they're a much better team, but I'd take either one of them right now, right, well, at quarterback for us. So What could have been, right? We filled been, it right? already. Nothing we can do. Hey, okay, Kaz, so – uh, overall, you look at this, and you know we we, we remarked in uh, you know gleeful fashion as we kicked off the program tonight that Matt Nagy has told us that he has been telling the team it's important to score touchdowns. Did you like the way the game plan unfolded in that first game? And the reason I'm saying you know unfolded is because we went into a conventional offense with you know. 
the quarterback under center, 18 snaps out of the first 32. And I think you said it was 28 out of the 65 or something, That's Mark Carmen Runs, yes. Well, just getting in, a, in a, a conventional offense, which that will do wonders to camouflage, you know, the, 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 the play action. But don't you think Trubisky needs to be much more attuned to staying in the conventional offense? Because they keep trying to sell us on this read option thing. And I don't think it works for him because he can't read it. No, he's yeah, he's better if he's just uh, you know getting him comfortable is the key to having him be successful. Playing man to man is going to make it easier for him to read. Not every defense is going to do that, but if they do, they have a chance. So um, yeah, they got to they got to settle on one one type of offense. Let the kid. Uh, I, I still think Ed is right. They got to move him. They got to put him on the move. They got to boot him out. I think he's better on the run than he'll ever be. You know, in trying to read run pass option because I don't think he has the ability to do it. So then, I mean, really, you're right. You know, you're both right. Conventional and and move him. Let me tell you something. They, they've whatever it is that they've been trying to do here since Nagy and Pace. This this crew has been here. The one thing, Glenn, that that they have not done, they have not opened up this offense. And I don't want to hear at this time, at this level in the NFL, well, we don't have a quarterback that can do it. In case, if that's a fact, then what the hell is he doing on this football team? The one thing, again, let me say it again. They've tried running the ball strong side, weak side, trying to utilize the tight end, trying to do this. The one thing they have not done is open up this offense for four quarters. I don't think I know what I'm talking about. For God's sakes, get this kid to his head, let those receivers go downfield, and try it for four quarters instead of stumbling, fumbling, and fumbling around like a bunch of knuckleheads. They did it in the fourth quarter with Miller, right, on that inside uh, fade route. And, uh, you know, Mitch threw a really good ball there. And it was man coverage, so it was an easy read, but it was a really well-thrown ball. And it was a, what, 27, 28-yard touchdown pass? Why can't we do so, that for four quarters? Yeah, Ed, we, could, we should be doing it all game. Exactly. Them opportunities. And, you know, mid-range, too. 10 to, you know, 18-yard passes or something they got to do, too. And they just don't do it. Cause before you go, give, you want to make a prediction for Sunday? Uh, Bears win barely, but it's going to be like it was in Detroit. It's going to be a dogfight. They're they're not real good guys, but they can be two and zero. And if you're two and zero, that puts you uh, in in, in uh, conversations, and it allows you at some point, right, Dan, to bring in our our uh, our, our closer Nick Foles and. He can take over, and maybe we can make a run in the playoffs. We'll hey, see. you get to... they got to they got to win five, four to five games in the first six. Cause we'll talk to you Sunday uh, between five and eight. All right, you got it. All right, see you guys. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Glenn. Hip Campo prediction. What'd you say on TV today? I said I, I got a bad feeling. The Giants, the, the Bears have been 
have been having such a good time patting each other on the back with that magnificent win on Sunday, they're going to be asleep at the wheel. And the Giants are just that type of team that can come in and bushwhack you. I hope I'm wrong, but we're going to be on from four until, what, five? Five five until eight. Five Five until eight after the game on Sunday, our only Sunday appearance this year. So call in and give it to me if I'm wrong. I like the, I like our defense against the Giants offense, and they're such a pathetic football team. I don't see playing at home how we can lose this game. All right, we'll see you Sunday from 5 until 8. Thank you again to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering Family owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. Visit them at Bartolini's.com. News is next, and Dane Neal coming up on 720 WGN.